Hello everyone and welcome to Chill Pill. My name is Emma Ives and I am the creator slash host of this fabulous podcast. I created this podcast since I love all things medicine. I love reading about it. I love talking about it. And my roommates were getting kind of sick and tired of hearing about it. I'm not a medical professional, so I'll never give any advice on the medical stuff. Please seek out your primary care physician for advice. I will link all my sources in the description as well as mention them throughout the podcast. Happy Monday, everyone, and happy belated American Pharmacist Month. If you have never heard of American Pharmacist Month, don't worry, I did not know about it until I got to pharmacy school. According to the American Pharmacists Association, it is a time to reflect on the accomplishments of the field, thank our colleagues and peers, share stories, and spread the word about the impact pharmacists have on every aspect of healthcare and public health. And what's super exciting here in Chapel Hill is the town of Chapel Hill just recognized American Pharmacist Month thanks to the work of the UNC Eshelman School of Pharmacy local APHA chapter, bringing attention to the great work that this chapter does for the local triangle community. As a pharmacy student and a future pharmacist, I have taken the time to reflect on what the field will look like when the class of 2025 enters the workforce and beyond. So I decided to speak with the next generation of pharmacy students about what they thought the future of the practice will look like and share their stories about why they decided to make the choice to go to pharmacy school. My colleagues chose to enter the field for a variety of reasons. One reason was the patient-centric care aspect. A New England Journal of Medicine brief defined patient-centric care as patients are partners with their healthcare providers, and providers treat patients not only from a clinical perspective, but also from an emotional, mental, spiritual, social, and financial perspective. An individual's specific health needs and desired health outcomes are the driving force behind all healthcare decisions and quality measurements. In terms of pharmacy, this makes complete sense, as sometimes pharmacists are the only form of healthcare patients have access to. A fellow PY1, Maya Fitzgerald, said it very well. When I think about why pharmacy school, I know that my path to it wasn't necessarily linear. But in the end, it came down to my desire to focus on the patient throughout my career. One of the goals I've had since starting to pursue a career in health has really been maintaining a patient-central focus and understanding of the patient perspective. I really wanted to focus on developing new treatments and therapeutics that treat the condition while preserving a patient's quality of life. Because for me, if quality of life isn't a focus in these treatments, clinical trials, throughout healthcare, are we truly treating the patient? Patient-centric care is one of the reasons I was drawn to this profession in the first place. I remember while I was contracted with AbbVie, I was discussing with James Duhigg about labeling and packaging for a cancer drug. And one of the things that blew my mind was the thought and care put into making this package for the drug to prevent accidentally taking too much. It was something so small and to other people might seem insignificant. Raise your hand if you've ever read the package insert for your medication or thought about how your drug was packaged. Be honest. How many of you raised your hands? Probably not very many. This was the first moment where I realized pharmacists are everywhere. Patient-centric care was sometimes coupled with a personal experience with a pharmacist. Elizabeth Preston, another PY1, shared with me how her life was changed when in 2008, her best friend Cecilia was diagnosed with an aggressive and rare form of childhood cancer, rhabdomyosarcoma. She said, Witnessing someone so young and dear to my heart in such an immense amount of pain changed my perspective on life. I wished more than anything that I could help. One team member that she remembers very distinctly was the oncology pharmacist. She said, As a child, He seemed like a magician to me. 
delivering the exact potion and treatment that not only led to her remission, but also helped manage the excruciating pain from her treatments. Witnessing the pharmacist's role in my friend Cecilia's survival has inspired me and driven me to want to help those in need by pursuing a career as a pharmacist. At the time of Cecilia's illness, we were both so young, and I lacked so many answers and explanations. My desire to understand the causes, mechanisms, and medications sparked an interest in science that soon became a fire of passion throughout my education in undergrad, and now here at the UNC Eshelman School of Pharmacy. As well as personal experiences with specialty pharmacists, colleagues had experiences in the R&D side proving once again, pharmacists are everywhere. Maya discussed her experience in the pharma industry. Audio has been edited for length and clarity. I met Dr. Chandler Robinson, who's the CEO of Monopar Therapeutics. Chandler has been like a mentor to me and a huge inspiration, and he actually introduced me to the biotech pharma industries. I became interested in them, and I decided I was going to pursue some experience, and ended up interning at Paragon Biosciences under Dr. Tim Cuniff, who is the Executive Vice President for Research and Development. When I was interning under Tim, he was telling me that I might want to pursue a clinical degree, especially if I want to be involved in clinical trials, just because you do have a better understanding of patient care. So one degree he suggested is a PharmD because that was his degree. And I had heard of it, but I didn't really know that much about it at the time. So I began looking into it and I realized that pursuing a PharmD would allow me to focus more on drugs and therapeutics while still gaining a better understanding of patient care and appreciation for what a patient's journey is like. I really noticed that pharmacists are everywhere. When I interned at Matter, which is a startup incubator, corporate innovation accelerator, and community nexus based in Chicago, there were pharmacists who were the CEOs of companies, whether they were developing new treatments, new therapeutics, new products. And it was really interesting to see them use what they learned in farm school to bring new innovations to light. Industry is just one of the many areas where the number of pharmacists has grown. According to the American Journal of Pharmaceutical Education, while a number of pharmacists continued to be employed in the community setting, this number is waning. However, there is hope. Looking at the data across the five broad sectors of pharmacist employment that cover about 96% of the jobs, the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics projects growth in all areas except for retail trade. Another common theme that drew people to this field was the collaborative aspect with other healthcare professions in pursuit of patient-centric care. This was the case for Emma, another PY1. I don't have a simple answer for why pharmacy. To be brief, what really sparked my interest in pharmacy was the class I took for my medical anthropology minor, Living Medicine. In that class, my professor showed us a TED Talk called How Do We Heal Medicine by Atul Gawande, who, if you don't know who that is, he is a famous surgeon and author. He talked about this analogy in his TED Talk called Cowboys versus Pit Crews, where cowboys are healthcare providers who value self-sufficiency as opposed to working with other people. However, this leads to more medical errors. Pit crews are healthcare providers that work in teams who reduce medical error. And this TED Talk changed the way I thought about healthcare, and I became interested in this teamwork aspect of it and reducing medical error, which I learned in that class is the third leading cause of death in the United States. I explored careers that would help prevent medical error, and that's how I first came across pharmacy. Most hospital errors involved poor monitoring or management of medical conditions, diagnostic errors, and errors related to surgery and procedures, according to an article published by the Yale School of Medicine. As an aside, their meta-analysis puts the number of preventable deaths at just over 22,000 a year in the United States, 
instead of the often cited 44,000-98,000 estimate of the landmark 1999 study by the Institute of Medicine. So this research is still ongoing. One of the best parts of this profession is the constant innovation and change, especially in the past few decades. One of these changes that is not slowing down anytime soon is the number of pharmacists. In particular, the healthcare and social assistance sector is projected to increase by 7.5% according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. This change in the sector in particular was what Melissa, another PY1, saw for the future of pharmacy. Audio has been edited for length and clarity. One direction I think that I see the field of pharmacy heading towards in the future would be pharmacists being a lot more involved with uh, direct patient care, uh, specifically in situations where patients are have chronic conditions and are on longer term and sometimes complicated medication regimens. More regular contact with a pharmacist who is specialized for this patient's case, you know, could help in situations like that, you know, making sure this patient actually gets on the road to recovery and doesn't end up back in the emergency room because they weren't sure how to take their medication or they had side effects that they weren't liking or they weren't able to afford their medication so they never picked it up in the first place. Uh, As the Asheville Project has demonstrated, this is, I believe, going to be a really important direction that pharmacy moves in the future. A very short aside about the Asheville Project, uh, for those of you who don't know, The Asheville Project was launched in Asheville, North Carolina in 1997 to provide education and personal oversight for city employees who had chronic conditions at the time they started looking at diabetes. These city employees were teamed with community pharmacists who counseled them and made sure that they were using their medications properly. Employees, retirees, and dependents with diabetes experienced improved A1C levels, lower total health care costs, fewer sick days, and increased satisfaction with their pharmacists' services. Unlike other experiments, the Asheville model was payer-driven and patient-centered. The project was an overwhelming success, and the model was incorporated into and adapted to other chronic conditions, proving once again that pharmacists are more than just a lab coat behind a counter. As we move toward a patient-centric focus, medicine will become more personalized. Melissa talked about what that system will look like when we get there. I also think that another thing that pharmacy is going to continue to move towards playing a large role in helping with medications and medication regimens based on genetics and like what doses and what specific um, drugs will work best for you. As that becomes more prevalent and more useful, that the normal process of kind of vetting and creating new medications will not be designed to keep up with like that specifically, like that level of personalization. I think pharmacists and the pharmacists of the future will have will need to have a large role in um, shaping that and helping figure out what that system is going to be when it ends up becoming needed. And overall, I'm just really excited to be uh, getting into this field and to be learning more about it. And, you know, I'm really excited for what opportunities I'll have in the future to help people. What is amazing is that this is becoming common practice in some areas right now. For example, because I can't go a single podcast without mentioning my love for outer space, NASA currently identifies susceptibility and response to various sleep and alertness medications for crew members prior to flight. This is used to create dosing and medication guidelines for individual crew members. The optimization of astronauts' medications makes sure they have the desired effect and no adverse reactions while in flight. It's these non-traditional ways of using my pharmacy degree that really really excite me. Maya put it beautifully. 
pharmacists can really use their skills to really make a difference in ways that may not be traditional for the current times. But those of us who are in the field now are going to make it a tradition, going to make it normal. I think that those of us going to the field, we're growing up with new perspectives. There are issues that we see need to be addressed that we can continue contributing towards, such as social determinants of health, the opioid crisis, a lack of treatments for rare disease, needing better and more effective patient care. These are all areas that we can contribute towards. All of us chose this field to make a difference. We all saw something that inspired us, something that inspired us to make a change in the lives of others something that gave us a brilliant idea, something to make better. As American Pharmacist Month comes to a close, I would like to thank all the pharmacists who contributed to our body of scientific knowledge and continue to make a difference in the lives of patients. I would like to also thank my speakers for contributing their voice to the future generation of pharmacists. I am not a medical professional, so please consult your primary care physician for advice if you are intrigued by anything you heard today. I do all my own research, and my sources are linked in the description. So please, give all those scientists your love. The intro music was done by Cooper Wood, and the artwork was done by me. You can now follow me on Twitter at CP underscore with Emma Ives, and Instagram at chillpill underscore with Emma Ives. Thanks for listening to Chill Pill.